0: We got hoops tonight on ESPN. We got Trey Young against Luka Hawks in Dallas in our early game. Then we go mile high. Nikola Jokic had a huge night last night. What's he have in store for an encore? We'll find out tonight as Denver hosts Minnesota. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN. Quickly, before we start a new hour, Meanwhile on Planet Earth is brought to you by 365 by Whole Foods Market and the Golden State Warriors, the NBA champions, visited the White House yesterday, meeting with President Biden and Vice President Harris. Uh, they are currently struggling they are sitting in the seven spot but they were there to uh, do all of the traditional fun that we have at Joe, the White House. Joe
1: was on one knee, he got up from that thing. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you on one knee. ain't right. I'm proud of him. I see
0: you, Joe. Still limber, looking young out there. Uh, Surprise. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors making the trip to the White House, and with that, we begin another hour here of what has been a spirited morning. We are live from the Seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We all may need a shot as we continue <laughs> to number two. Cowboys, Niners, roll it, Cindy, let's go. You can't ask for more than we're getting in this matchup. Both teams have elite defenses, right? San Francisco, they allowed the fewest points and yards per game in the regular season, while no team created more turnovers or pressure than Dallas did. Then you got Brock Purdy, impressive in his postseason debut last week, threw three touchdowns, ran for another, became the first rookie quarterback to win a playoff game in a decade. But on On the other side, Dak Prescott played the best game of his life, accounting for five touchdowns, Dallas winning its first road playoff game in 30 years. It was Dak's first turnover-free game in nearly two months. That's the number that tells you how good it was. The QBR, 96.5. It almost can't get higher. It is the highest that any road quarterback has had in a playoff game since we invented the metric in 2006. And it begets a very simple question. Chris Canty, if Dak Prescott plays like
2: that, are the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl? I will say this, Greenie. they can play with anybody. They can play with anybody if Dak Prescott has that kind of performance. He was outstanding on Monday night against the Tampa Bay Bucks. He was good in situational football, great against the Blitz, great against third down, great in the red zone. And it was a masterclass when it comes to manipulating the zone coverage with his eyes. That's an area that Dak struggled with. The most interceptions against zone coverage this season, this guy was 14-17 for 135 yards, two touchdowns, no picks against zone. So if Dak Prescott plays like that, then you have to say that he's the quarterback in the NFC that you trust
0: the most right now. Let me fold it into the next question. Mike Tannenbaum, sitting right there yesterday, said the Cowboys A-game is the best in the NFC. Do you agree with that?
1: I don't. I think the 49ers A game is better than the Cowboys, but I think that the Cowboys, if they do play their A game, I do think they beat the 49ers because the 49ers are still dependent on a young quarterback who maybe he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's off to a hell of a start. But having a short, a small sample size and a good run is a little bit different than being someone like Dak Prescott who has a long, sustained track record and is playing as well as we've ever seen him play right now. I'm
0: going to take it a step further, and I don't want to be the one who reigns on the parade uh, – of this Brock Purdy story. It's a wonderful story and I'm delighted for it and I'm delighted for him. But the absolute reality of it is that he has not played against good competition. I, I'll find the teams he's beaten here, but they have played the weakest <laughs> schedule in the league. He hasn't played a good team and all these wins, four of these games have been against bottom 25 defenses. He hasn't seen anything like Micah Parsons and all of this. That feels like a factor to me, Damian.
3: I think the Dallas Cowboys got to gotta put the pressure on him. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is number one, Dak in, in the offense to score. You got to score. You got yep. to score. See the one thing about San Francisco 49ers They get ahead and then they overwhelm you their defense overwhelms you but in a true shootout because make no mistake about it These two teams are very similar as far as talent like they're both very very talented and Dom like you said quarterback to quarterback I would like to see Brock Purdy under real pressure. If Dak is out
0: there playing like he did Monday night, okay, let me give you the okay. teams, Kmart. Let me give you the teams. These are the teams that that Brock Purdy has beaten: the Buccaneers defense. We just saw what they did. Seahawks twice. Commanders, Raiders, and Cardinals, those teams were a combined 14 games under 500. Seattle, Vegas, and Arizona all 25th or worse on defense. Those are just facts. Now, maybe Brock Purdy is going to elevate. Maybe he is genuinely going to be one of the great stories of all time. But this is a step up in class for him.
4: Okay. As somebody who was actually in Santa Clara this past weekend and watched them beat the Seahawks, nobody was saying anything about the Eagles' schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm. could point to anybody, a lot of teams, and say, well, did they really play anybody like that crazy? <laughs> like, the, the NFC West, we always talk about how that is a very tough division. Brock Purdy, I understand. Everybody's waiting for the shoe to drop. They're waiting for him to, the rookie to turn back into a pumpkin. But so far, he hasn't. And he also, when the season started, I felt like Trey Lance was in the best situation of any of these young quarterbacks because of what was around him. Great coaches on offense, great coaches on defense. I would venture to say I have more trust in that coaching staff than the Cowboys. And the team itself loaded on offense, loaded on defense. CMC, that, in that building, they feel like that was the game changer. So I understand Brock Purdy, we, he's not as good as Dak, mm. but that Seahawks game, that's a divisional rival. Like, at halftime, we were looking around like, oh, is Gino going to pull this off? No. Because Brock Purdy and the offense took care of business, and then that defense closed the door.
0: That's fair. But here's the one thing I'll say. How many times do we go into a playoff game and we don't point at the quarterback matchup and say, well, that team has the better quarterback, so we expect them to win. That is the usual order
1: of business. I I, I would push back a little bit on what you're saying, Kimberly. It's not saying that he's going to turn into a pumpkin, but great quarterbacks fall short in big moments in the playoffs. It's just saying that it's possible if we have To go down to, like, someone's going to make a play. One Mm. of these guys is going to make a play. Saying that we trusted to be Dak Prescott more than we trusted to be Brock Purdy is not.
4: Agreed. But we're talking about sample size. The outlier this season for Dak was actually on Monday night, right? We Mm -hmm. haven't seen Dak play that well. So Monday night was the real outlier for what we've seen. We know the history that he's had. He is the better quarterback.
1: You just yeah. got, have a bad couple of weeks and, and, no, I'm not, and Kimberly I, Dunwich, I'm not, son, that's I'm not, it. And
4: I get we, rid of people. We, no, 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 but I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying the, the idea that, well, Brock Purdy and the 49ers haven't really played anybody, I just don't, I just don't think when that. Dak that, when that has the seven
1: years he gave, you don't mean nothing. You know what
4: the outlier is? I
0: think that was a well-made point. <clears throat> but here's what I will say, Chris. The Niners are the outlier because for now, th- this generation of San Francisco football, since Shanahan got there, they're the one team that goes into it and says, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. There's no other team in the NFL that we look at and we say, anyone could be the quarterback and they're going to win. They go, That's the outlier in all of this, is that it can be Brock Purdy or it can be Jimmy Garoppolo, who none of us think are you know Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, sure. and yet we still say we have faith in that team.
2: Yeah, I agree with Dom and D Wood when you said you want to make it a Brock Purdy game. It's just a hell of a task in order yeah. to get it to that point because yeah. the 49ers are the more physical <laughs> yeah. team in this matchup. And think about it this way. The 49ers, in their game against the Seahawks, had 130 yards rushing before contact. Yeah. (laughs) Before contact. 130 yards before contact. Ridiculous. My point is, that one game is what's going to afford them to stay on schedule with that offense and keep Brock Purdy out of bad situations right. where can, quarterbacks, can, especially young ones, can we, are
3: prone to making mistakes. But can we all agree that Dallas is a step up from Seattle? Okay, like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yes. This is a much bigger step up for, for, for the they San Francisco 49ers. Would. They I, rushed I, I, for
2: over 150 yards in every single Brock Purdy start. That's the last six games. That's enough of a sample size. Well, well I'm going to say this is what I'm going to
3: say, and this is really my key to the game. Is can can the Dallas Cowboys earn the right to get after Brock Purdy? There you go. That's That's gonna be the key to the game. Stop the running game, now go now, Michael Parsons and company, go get him. Can you get can you get to that point in the game to earn the right to go get after the quarterback? Can
4: their O line, can Dallas's O line stop? the 49ers that's right. from getting after. We well, see that's Dak where but like, see, that's that, but see
3: but see that's where see that's where Dak has got Dak's going to have to be great cuz I, yeah. I, I, I don't see the other I don't see don't see the Cowboys being able to rush the ball all over the 49. Dak is going to have to have a game we, similar to what he had on Monday could night. We
4: also say that the 49ers are a step above the Tampa Bay Bucks? Could we also? Yes. Big now? one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, but after, okay, <laughs> okay bro. Here,
3: here's all I'm going to say. Here's Bishop, all I'm going to say. You know, I love you. Yeah, I, just I know. Make I, listen, sure <laughs> I, you brought, Kim, you brought Kimberly. Kimberly. You Sister, brought Sister you, Martin. First Lady, you brought your A game <laughs> today. There's no question about that. But I'm going to just say this I seen this 49ers defense, I seen Jared Stidham yeah. shred that defense. You don't think Dak Prescott can shred that 49ers, Agreed. that zone defense of the 49ers? But Bishop, but Bishop, we've had. I'm just just saying. But Bishop, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not here to put a gold jacket on everybody with the 49ers. I got
2: you. Okay, I got you. I'm not here to do that. I got you. There's there's a couple of guys on that defense that are. (laughs) But Bishop, here's what I'll say. We've had more moments where we've seen Dak Prescott underwhelm us than we've had moments where that 49ers defense has underwhelmed us. I mean, think about it. You're talking about the Vegas Raiders game and the Kansas City Chiefs game. That's it. There are no other – listen, every defense, if you're playing 17, 18 games, is going to have a game where they don't play well. But even in those games, you're talking about that defense coming up with disruptive plays in order to give their team a chance to win. You know what, Chris? You know what? I'm glad
3: you said that. What's I'm up? glad y'all. I'm glad all of y'all are saying all this because you know what's going on right now. I guarantee you, Tad and everybody, <laughs> anybody in the in the Prescott family, no. they watching all this stuff that you say right now. They watching and they writing it down. They are documenting right now. It, it, so Dak Prescott is going to come out here and have another that. performance. Of money. money. See, yeah. what I just said
2: the man is the quarterback that you trust the most in yes, the, yes, the NFC playoffs. It, but. I just said that, but he's going to have to play his best That's game ever, even better than he played on Monday night because of the defense that he's going up against in San Francisco. That's the reality I of it. He's got to be above the X's and O's, so going up against the best. So the in the NFL. Bears right oh, That's
5: what we, he he's up I love playoff
2: bears. wood, man. You come here ready, but I
0: really, well, you know, I'm going I'm to keep it here. We're going to come back to the rest advantage in a minute because I don't have the. T- Let's just keep it here for a minute. That really is the question. The 49ers' defense is the best in the NFL, but is it the kind of defense you ride all the way to a championship? Are they that good that it almost doesn't matter what Purdy does, or will they need? And look, they've got the weapons to do it with Kittle and McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo and everybody else. Can't, do they have, will the offense have to help win this game for San Francisco?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They are not that good. They're not the, the, Trent the 85 for, there, uh, yeah. Ravens either, where you can win every game if you score 13 points. They're going to have to score more than that because Dak and the Cowboys are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Absolutely. I think the tough thing about putting the pressure on Purdy is they're running the ball incredibly well, and also, you can throw it to Debo Samuel Samuels three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he might give you a touchdown. Oh, yeah. So, like, finding a way to stop them and finding a way to score enough points to put them in that situation is going to be the most challenging part for uh, the Cowboys. But Dak is, it's going to take intelligence and intellect because they're going to try to do things that are going to confuse you and they also are really talented. And Dak, what we saw last week was him knowing everything that's going on. That is where Dak has a chance to win this game. He's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. We don't talk about that nearly as much as, as we should and that's what I see from Dak Prescott. At the line of scrimmage, manipulating the defense, anticipating and making plays, that's what he's going to have to do because they don't have matchup advantages at a ton of places. Mm-hmm. Why, and matchup what, advantages are on the other why side. Why are
4: you acting like the 49ers don't put up points?
0: I didn't act well, like that. It,
4: it, they do put up points. Against
0: terrible defense. No, no no.
4: Wait, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Here's the problem, though. Because when you're looking at the Cowboys and who they've played, they've played Washington. They've played Titans. They've played the Jaguars. They've played the Houston. So the last put step. Put up points
0: on the Eagles, too. The, the bottom line of it is this. I understand. This is a step up in class for both sides. Mm -hmm. The 49ers are as good. They're playing as well as any team in the National Football League. The Cowboys play in a division that has three of the final four teams in the NFC right now, and the 49ers played in a division with the Cardinals and the Rams. That's just the way this thing went, and we'll see what happens. They'll go head-to-head. There's a huge rest difference in this game that we have to dive into later in this hour. But first, we have to dive into Jalen Hurts because he's hurting. He plays a sport where his opponents are going to look to accentuate that misery. Will the Giants be successful in that pursuit, and will it decide the game on Saturday night? We'll answer that question next. Plus, back to Dak, he threw four touchdowns on Monday night. So why is it so important that he actually wins this game with his legs? Much more as we roll on. It's playoff week. Get up on ESPN. Our next stop on this Wednesday is Philadelphia, where an ailing Jalen Hurts is preparing for the Giants while continuing to nurse a sprain to his throwing shoulder. He was asked about the possibility that the Giants defenders might target that shoulder yesterday. Here was his response.
6: It's football. Um, you know, I, I, got a hit, I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so i um, go out there and just play my game. You know, right. whatever happens, happens
0: got a bounty on me every single week as the quarterback. But, Chris Canty, what was the expression that you used
2: for what the Giants defenders are going to do? Oh, yeah, they're going to check his oil, G. They're going <laughs> to check his oil. You know how you driving in your car, you uh-huh. see the check engine yeah. light on, and you got to get up under the hood to right. see what's going on? Well, those pass rushers for the New York Giants going to see exactly how healthy Jalen Hurts is. If he's going to be out there, they're going to see what's up. And I'm not talking about anything malicious, but football by nature is a violent game. And if Jalen Hurts decides that he wants to be a runner, then you treat him like a runner. That means physical gang tackling. And in the pocket, you're going to try to cut him in half, D-Wood. And if you don't know what I mean by that, think Matt Milano up in Buffalo on Mike White. When he broke his ribs, that hit right there, that's what the New York Giants pass rushers need to be thinking about Jalen Hurts. We're going to make him pay a price for being out there in that game. Now, now here's the difference as we watch that again.
0: That's Mike White, who is – to say that he's not as uh, athletic as Jalen Hurts is greatly understating the difference in the level of athleticism between those two people. Mike White is standing in the pocket. Jalen Hurts is not going to be standing there for Dexter Lawrence or any of those guys to come in there and crush his ribs like that.
2: What right? I will say is the pass rushers for the Giants have to be tied together. Yeah. That's when you got to have the contain element, the two edge rushers, upfield shoulder, and then the two guys pushing the pocket. Don't give them anywhere to go. Squeeze the pocket. That has to be the focus for Wink Martindale's defense. So I want to make sure the audience understands understands what's going on here. Kmart is one who covers the sport and you're
0: out there every single week doing it. Mm-hmm. It, it said on the screen a moment ago and the way they list him is a full participant yes. in walkthrough yesterday. That just means that he wasn't limited from any of the drills, which you said are basically nothing on yeah. a Tuesday anyway. I mean,
1: yeah, on a Tuesday, it's generally nothing and particularly in the playoffs at this point in the year, we're just kind of walking through our assignments. Right. So we're not out there hitting each yeah. other or running full speed.
4: So to right. be clear, when so they
0: say he's a full participant, so that, should the fans think that means he's not hurt? heard?
4: That doesn't, ever, that doesn't necessarily mean that a guy's not banged up not hurt I I will say coming out of Philly everything that I've heard is he's good he looks ready to roll um, and he's dialed in and even in in week 18 there was speculation that he wouldn't play the plan in that building was that he was always gonna play but I will caution with this type of injury we won't know exactly how good Jalen Hurts feels until that first quarter when we see him Either take pressure, escape pressure, take a hit, bounce back, see how he's throwing downfield. Like, that's going to be the real indication, how he actually plays.
0: Does it change the way they play? You're an offensive lineman. They have the best offensive line in the sport. Does it change the way they play and use him this week? No. No. You know why? Why? Because it's a one-game elimination.
3: Okay? It's one-game elimination. I'm going to say This. Whatever injury I got going on, I'll worry about that in the offseason, okay? Okay. Give me whatever you need to give me to make so I can get through the game. And that's going to be the case with Jalen Hurts. It's like, he already talked about it. It's like, it is what it is. It's not going away. It's just going to be, that's just going to be something he's going to have to manage. So everything's going to be on the table. Put it all out there. If you
0: get hurt, you get hurt. Period. (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference between playing with pain and being limited. If if there are limitations in what he is physically capable of doing, it changes the game completely. Yeah, that's
1: the most important thing to me. It's not as much how he feels as how the coaches feel about him and the game plan that they're going to call. Because if we learn early in that game that they have taken significant portions of the quarterback run plan out of uh, the game plan, then it limits this team and this will be a closer game. And and let me say.
0: The problem that they have also is that they are going up against a player and a team that no one really expected to see. Cindy, let's put the graphic on the screen because the New York football giants are suddenly being led by a quarterback that people are calling elite. His stat line last Sunday, spectacular, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns passing, 70 yards rushing. He ran for seven first downs. Only Lamar Jackson and Colin Kaepernick had ever done that as quarterbacks in this century. Damian Woody are we all of a sudden looking at a quarterback in Daniel Jones that you no longer say maybe we can win th- with this guy but we say we can win because we have this guy yeah i mean listen the way he played against i think we got to put everything in perspective as well mm.
3: like preach preacher mm. i mean <laughs> you see that team that's that team in purple yeah they're not very good on <laughs> <laughs> okay and I'm not taking anything away from this. Daniel Jones played probably his best game as a new Year, as a pro Ooh. against the Minnesota um, against the Minnesota Vikings no question it's going to take that and more not only from him but from the surrounding cast to beat the Philadelphia Eagles cuz the Eagles Top to bottom, it, we yeah. talked about we talked the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Eagles top to bottom has the best roster in the National Football
2: League. Yeah, we got to cut out the elite talk with Daniel yeah, Jones. 17 touchdown passes in 17 games ain't elite. The best thing that he's doing is taking care of the football and then extending drives with his legs. You're talking about seven first down conversions with his legs in that game against the Minnesota Vikings. And, gee, they had a 20-play, 85-yard drive in the second quarter that ate up 11 minutes a clock against the Vikings. That's what you're going to need against the Philadelphia Eagles. That offense for the Giants has to find a way to dictate the complexion of the game because when you look at the talent level on both teams, this ain't close.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we can celebrate Daniel Jones without putting him in elite conversation. Mm-hmm. He is building something, and they're building something there to be excited about. But they're running up against a team that's just – better than them. Yeah. I think the coaching advantage is also like we're going to lean in the Giants direction because I think people think that Dayball is going to be the coach of the year. But the Eagles are a hell of a well-coached team also. So I'm not sure where they're going to get the advantage to win this game unless we end up with Minshew playing quarterback. You know
0: what game. everyone here on Monday was saying to me as we were covering that game. RC in particular was talking about it. How the way they used Saquon Barkley. He didn't have an enormous number of oh. touches, but mm-hmm. it was so effective. Is this a Saquon game or a Daniel Jones Jones game Sunday, uh, excuse me, Saturday night against the Eagles. Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's going to have to be both of them. Yeah. And Saquon is great in the touches that they gave him, but he was also great in terms of being a decoy and uh. setting up opportunities for other guys, not only in the run game, but in the passing game. So that's what it's going
0: to have to look like. Can Saquon run it against these guys? Can this be a Saquon game on Saturday night in Philadelphia?
3: Saquon can run it. There's no question. Like it's going to be a challenge against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. That's, I mean, they got one of the best defenses in the league. Again, Philadelphia is one of the best teams in yeah. the National Football League. The Giants it's not going to be easy.
4: The Giants aren't winning. Without Saquon Barkley, looking like Saquon Barkley. He's literally the reason they are at this position right now.
0: Giants and Eagles and Cowboys and Niners, the NFC divisional round, couldn't be more spectacular. In the meantime, it's a team that's no longer playing that got a lot of the attention yesterday. We hear from Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Wait until you hear what he said and didn't say about his future in Green Bay. If you missed it, you're not going to believe it. We'll get to that, but first we're going to get to this. Here we go, Canty, from Hembo. The Niners have the number one scoring offense and, excuse me, number one scoring and total defense in the NFL. It's all about the defense. What was the last team with that profile to win the Super Bowl? The answer is next. for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more Eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, here we go. I've got a confident Chris Canty here for Sneaky Hemba. So the 49ers have the number one defense this year in both total defense and scoring defense. What was the last team
2: to win the Super Bowl with that profile? Gee, I'm thinking about teams that have really good defense, a history of playing lights out on that side of the ball, and I'm going with the team that our esteemed colleague Ryan Clark actually played on the 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin. It has happened since. That was correct, mm. but
0: it's, it was the Legion of Boom. Ah, damn! It was the Legion mm. of Boom in 2013.
2: Oh, my gosh. Who beat uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos in the Super Bowl 43-8. Uh. to eight? Oh, yeah. that was. That's when uh, of- Cam Chancellor knocked the daylights out of Bebe Thomas. And, and
0: they all pretty much knocked the daylights out of all those Bebe's oh. on the other side. <laughs> and so it was the Seahawks. So score that one for Hembo, but that was a good guess okay. one way or all the right. other. In the meantime, we are looking back again at Dallas and San Francisco, and I cannot stress this enough. A huge advantage the 49ers have in this game is rest. They go from Saturday to Sunday. They have an extra day. The Cowboys go from Monday to Sunday. So San Francisco has a 2-day advantage. Here's Mike McCarthy with his thoughts on that.
3: I think it's going to serve us well. well. We'll be we'll be we'll have less sleep and we'll be grumpy. So we'll be fine. TV's king. I mean, what are you going to say? It's not a concern. We got plenty of time to get ready. So we're not stressed about it at all.
0: He's not stressed about it. I will confess. I am Damian Woody. How concerned are you about the disadvantage Dallas has in rest? (laughs) I'm not concerned about this at all, Granny.
3: I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the division around the best weekend in football. And you want to come out here and pose a question. Does a day or two days, you know, extra means a lot like, bro, let me tell you something at this time of year. I'm locked down. I'm no I don't want to see my wife, I don't want to see my seven kids, I don't want to see anybody. Seven, uh, I'm ring chasing what? right. I'm ring chasing right now, okay? Yeah. So the whole excuses, whole excuses, just throw it out. <laughs> okay? I don't I don't have any excuses for you. It's all about
6: show them, show
0: them, Katie. Show them. It's all about,
6: it's all right about that. that. It's right all there. about the
0: ring.
3: That's, That's all part. that
6: matters. That it, part right <laughs> there. And, and, it, it, and, and it's an awfully nice it, one at yeah. that.
0: Yeah. But but let's let's okay, I get it. I love the energy. But here's the reality. Cowboys play a road game Monday night, fly back to Dallas, play a road game Sunday, have to fly to San Francisco, plus the two extra days. It has to make some difference, yes? I
1: mean, Woody talking that talk, but he had a lot of first-round buys when he was chasing them rings. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's true. The it's easy to <laughs> Hold talk on. about that. Hold
0: on, You're thinking of New England, Damian <laughs> Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm thought, thinking I'm, of the Jets, Damian Woody, <laughs> Well, you guys were a wild-card team every year. You go to New England and you beat them with a buy. You go to San Diego and beat them with a buy. You know what
1: it's like to be under-rested. It caught, no it, it caught up to him, too, didn't it? <laughs> it didn't catch up to him when he was in New England, and you got that buy. So we can pretend like we can all be tough, and it don't matter. It matters. It matters. That extra day matters. And you can play Mike McCarthy out there lying to himself and lying right. to his team because that's all he can do. Right. That rest matters and also the time to prep for the game plan matters. So I'm with you, D. Wood. I would say the same thing. I don't want to see nobody even but seven kids. Lord. I mean, that's, that's, it don't, don't matter what part. time of that's year it is. <laughs> you got, if you got seven, I'm looking for a break too. The playoffs <laughs> playoff seem easier. <laughs> like,
0: uh, seven? Settle this for me, Keith. Look, I get it. What's Mike McCarthy uh, going to say? Man. Yeah, we have a disadvantage. We're doomed I understand yeah he's not going to say that and they have to in- ingrain that mentality but is it a significant difference
2: I think it matters in this situation because the 49ers are the more physical of the two teams and when you looked at that game against the Bucks on Monday night I thought the Dallas Cowboys were as physical as I've seen them the entire season I mean there was one hit that Donovan Wilson put on Chris Godwin in the red zone I don't know how Chris Godwin got up mm-hmm. I mean you heard it watching it in your living rooms on Monday night but the Cowboys are going up against the most physical team in the most physical run game in the National Football League. And when Dallas has gotten got this season, it's been because they hadn't been able to stop the run. They're two and four when the opposing team rushes for over 150 yards. And guess what? In the six starts that Brock Purdy has had with the 49ers, they've rushed for over 150 yards each time. So I think the rest disparity will come into play when it comes to the overall physicality in this game. I'll remind everyone came
0: out, you were there at the game on their yes. game on Saturday, and I can't believe how long ago that feels. So it's a pretty good example. It's an illustration of just how much rest they actually well, have. Well, I
4: am no football player, but I can tell you I come doing that trip? <laughs> I only feel good today. So the idea that the Cowboys traveling Monday night and then to go to Santa Clara, that is a lot. And I think it's more about the preparation. When you think about the coaches that are involved, D'Amico Ryans, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. You don't think – we're talking about Brock Purdy earlier about the disadvantage that the 49ers are, have at quarterback. You don't think Kyle Shanahan is, is putting is going to put his quarterback in a situation – that's most beneficial to him against this Cowboys defense? You don't think that the extra day of preparation, the extra rest for their bodies is an inherent advantage going into this matchup? I know you got to throw everything at at the opponent, but... It does take a toll. Davis. All right.
0: So before I get it to a, before I get to my next thing, let, Cindy, give me camera four. D would we'll take a look directly in your camera there. I want you to deliver a message to the Cowboys locker room. People Uh-oh. are telling them that they're going to be too tired and they're not rested enough to win this game. What do you want to tell them?
3: Tired is for the week, man. Listen, <laughs> tired is for the week, man. Right <laughs> okay. We've been talking yeah. about the Dallas Cowboys and and not going, not you know coming out of NFC for 26 years, or whatever it's been. Okay, the time is now to go ahead and end this nonsense. I'm tired of hearing from Stephen A. Tired of hearing from Green. I'm tired of hearing from everybody that, at the network talking Wake about the, cow, the Cowboys and, and how pathetic the Cowboys are. This is the it's year. Coming. This is the year. Y'all got as much talent as anybody else in the National Football League. No excuses. No, no excuses. Go out to Santa Clara. Handle your business this year. I
5: love
4: Woo. it. All, All right. right. We'll
5: all right. All right, well,
0: and then,
4: and then. our time oh. on three, here we go,
0: three, two, one, okay, next, <laughs> what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Let's go to Green Bay, three straight years now, Rogers and the Packers have seen their season come to an end at Lambeau Field, this time, of course, in the regular season finale against Detroit. Yesterday, in his regular appearance with Pat McAfee, Rogers was asked about his future. Listen to this.
6: Do I still think I can play, of course? Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest.
0: I think I can win MVP again. The right situation. Um, Right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Um, But I don't think you should shut down any, you know, opportunity. Oh, holy smoke. Okay, so here we go. Aaron Rodgers just directly looked into a camera and said to our buddy, and again, God bless you, Pat McAfee. Thank you for these interviews. (laughs) just looked into a camera and said, I can still be the MVP of this league, and I'm not sure Green Bay is the place where it's going to be. Kimberly Martin, how should we react to that?
4: I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm so tired. So, so tired. I'm so, so tired. Um, I I get it because he's such a good player. I get it. He's a Hall of Fame player. But at some point, we can joke about it, but at some point it stops being funny because at every turn, every interview, Aaron Rodgers literally has the Packers twisted up trying like he's put the screws to him like okay you want to stay okay okay let's see okay Jordan yeah we drafted you you just sit there forever okay hey hey, okay. hey we love you we love you oh you, you want all this money okay here oh we got to lose Devonte. okay sorry bye you know it's like at every turn Aaron has gotten what he's wanted and yet he's still not quite happy it's like am I great yes do I want to be great here I don't know, I'm gonna let y'all know, I'm gonna take a minute and decide. Like that, to me, do you wanna be with me or not? Like that is literally where I am in this because that's what you, you wanna feel like we have done everything to this point to make it work and he's still not happy. The
1: relationship analogies are fine, however, they bought somebody in and moved them in the basement that wasn't supposed to take over, right? <laughs> they, they went and got somebody. So, so I understand, in isolation, what Aaron Rodgers doing right now is unseemly and it feels uncomfortable. But Aaron Rodgers learned something that us non-quarterbacks, we knew as soon as we walked Man. in the league, is they don't give a damn about you. And he has the power right now and the leverage to impact them. I agree. It's uncomfortable. He doesn't have to say it on camera, but he has to let them know that I have the power. I have the control. You're not going to get rid of my guys. You're not <laughs> going to go draft another quarterback. You're not going to do anything that I, that you want to do until I tell you it's okay. Because mm. once he is no longer productive, for that brief stretch in his career where he was kind of bad, they went and got a quarterback on his ass. Yeah. So, like, why now, all of a sudden, do we expect Aaron Rodgers to show loyalty to an organization that has not shown well, it to them? Hate him. I love it, Aaron. Tell them whatever you want to tell them. Go. Go look and wink at other teams. Do whatever it is that you want to do because you are that good and you deserve to do it. Fair. Because as soon as you stop throwing touchdowns, you know where he's going to be? On the street. They're not going to be caring Fair. about him
4: But how much money are they giving him? Like they, like the mea culpa was, hey, bro. We messed up. Mm-hmm. We want you take all this mm-hmm. money, right. make it, it so. Like so, I, I get it. I get the love by my silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clearly exactly. not. Well, yeah, I'm
2: trying to buy his love though. <laughs> yeah. Buy that.
0: yeah. Here's the problem: is that it did have, and Kimberly pointed this out. It did have real ramifications yes. last year. Yep. I think all of us think Devonte Adams would still yes. be in Green Bay, and it would have been a vastly different situation had this not played out over that long period of time. So, however long he says he's not ready to make a decision yet, that's fine. It's still January, whatever twentieth, But this cannot go to March again. If this thing goes into March again, there will be real ramifications
2: for this team, right? Yeah, I completely agree. And Kmart said that they've given Aaron Rodgers everything he's wanted. Well, sometimes in life, getting everything you want could be the worst thing for you. And I feel like that's the situation that we're in right now with Aaron Rodgers because this is a guy – that's scheduled to make $60 million in cash this upcoming year. Right. I'm not sure how Green Bay puts the requisite pieces around him for him to compete at a championship level. And we got to stop living in a past where Aaron Rodgers was the back-to-back MVP. And I get it. It only happened a year ago. But we're talking about a quarterback that's going into his age 40 season. We haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks at that stage in their life or in their careers have success at high levels. You and had the it. playoff exits for Aaron Rodgers keep getting earlier and earlier. Guys, you don't want to acknowledge it, but it's trending in and- in the wrong direction for Green Bay. He
4: was making sense up until, <laughs> up until he said we need to get rid of him
2: Well, D. Wood, then answer me this question.
0: There was a moment last year when we thought he might go to a different team where we basically looked at Aaron Rodgers and says any decent team that signs him immediate Super Bowl contender, yep. is he still that? Does he make basically anybody Jets, Saints, Falcons, the name of the teams that need a quarterback out there. We all know there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Does he just make a team an instant Super Bowl contender by walking in the door?
3: I do. I think, I think so. I, listen, everyone talks about this year, and it, it hasn't been an Aaron Rodgers year for him. I think he deserves a mulligan for this year, considering everything that's going on. Talked about the broken thumb. Mm -hmm. Talked about the limited time that he he's played with those rookie wide receivers. The offensive line, the defense didn't you know didn't come in playing the way that they were supposed to come in you know until the latter part of the season. So I think all those factors play into this whole situation. Whether you think about what you think about Aaron Rodgers or not, I feel like the MVP Aaron Rodgers is still there. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is better off in Green Bay. Because I think if Aaron, I think here's what I'm gonna say about Aaron Rodgers stay your, stay your, work with those, those rookie, those wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Get some chemistry with them. We saw a glimpse of those guys like Christian Watson. Oh, he's good. That boy's a dog. Like, like, it took so long for them to get up to speed. Now, if you can hit the ground running the offseason heading into the season, I think Green Bay is going to be right in position again
0: next year. The two young receivers, Christian Watson and And Romeo Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs, uh, who, again, played practically no snaps together Mm -hmm. last year. Maybe that's a different situation. Put a ribbon on this for me.
4: Well, Aaron Rodgers was talking about if they want to go younger, well, maybe I might not be here. If Aaron had just said, you know what, in hindsight, I should have spent more time with those rookie guys. I should have been there. But but together – We have, we can take this to the next level. Like I believe in this team. Like if you, if you just hear that, I would feel better. But we're never get going to, y'all. to hear that because he will not commit. They don't deserve that. it. That's
1: why. They don't deserve it. So, he oh. hasn't treated him like that. And uh, he's not the coach. Tell the coaches to spend some time with them receivers. And if oh, y'all want to do something together, let's move training camp to L.A. Because Aaron Rodgers don't got no business in Green Bay unless they are playing a game there. He's a real <laughs> deal, legitimate celebrity. Why well, he's in nowhere Wisconsin getting cold all offseason. I'm good on that. Well, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. The teams that need quarterbacks out there,
0: the Jets and the fans like me, like, do I want Aaron, do I want Lamar, do I want Aaron, do I want, <laughs> I want Lamar? And to be or not to be, it's a complicated little moment. In the meantime, we got hockey coming your way tomorrow night uh, here on ESPN. Connor McDavid and the Oilers, Steven Stamkos and the Lightning, they'll be playing their fourth game of a five-game West Coast trip. Our coverage will begin 9 Eastern from Edmonton here on ESPN. Meanwhile, yesterday here on this program, the question was asked, What more does Lamar Jackson need to do for the Ravens to give him the deal that he wants? We will answer that question next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. All right, we are back on Get Up, and speaking of quarterbacks who could be in different places next year, the next stop is Baltimore, where the relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens appears to be at a crossroads. You know the details by now. He didn't return to the field or travel for the playoff game after suffering a knee injury on December 4th. Yesterday, here on Get Up, Marcus Spears expressed his belief that an exit is in the offing.
6: It feels like a divorce. It feels like a riff. Now, we've seen people come back from this, but here's the thing, man. If Lamar Jackson walks in your office, and he asks for $230 million guaranteed, put the tape in the VCR. Can I, can I give an extra 10? Yeah. Put the tape in the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> it's the VCR. It's the I know VCR. It's, I mean, even v- I don't
5: have a VCR. Oh boy. Um,
0: but one well, way or another, uh, the point is clear, yeah. that if Lamar Jackson wants the money, give him the money and get on with your day. Again, Kimberly Martin, NFL insider extraordinaire. You talk to everybody. He just said this feels like a divorce. Do people around the league think the divorce is coming?
4: I have gotten, even up until this morning we're doing this show, people have said, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, sheesh, the idea that this has gotten this far. Some people, most people expect that he will be a Raven this year. That they'll, if he remains hardcore, like he's going to stay and I want to get paid the fully guaranteed, that they'll franchise him and he'll play under that. That was always the expectation if he didn't get a long-term deal done. But what happens after that? Lamar on a franchise on a franchise tag. You talk about a, a relationship that feels frayed right now. I think once we hit that point, then, I think divorce.
2: What? No, no I, don't, what? I, don't, Lamar I don't. ain't gonna think play on a franchise. A franchise tag. That's that's, that's that is, I mean, I don't a franchise. Wait so one hundred time. Look, Chris, go. What, what? What is your response? So to Lamar that? ain't gonna sign a franchise tag. He already did him a solid in going out there in a the contract year without any financial security beyond twenty twenty two, and it ended up being a year that he got hurt in. And what the organization told him before the season started was, "We don't think you're worth what you think you're worth." So why would I extend myself while you continue to want my services but not give me the long term financial? security lamar has all the leverage in this situation Baltimore Ravens can franchise tag him, but they're going to be in quarterback limbo because Lamar ain't playing for them. Yeah, to be clear, the franchise tagging him as a step towards trading him
0: is one thing. That would be involved in the mechanism, sort of a sign and trade. Sure. Franchise tagging him and expecting him to play like that, Dominique, what would that be?
1: Yeah, that seems highly unlikely and Lamar seems to be someone who is very principled and he's not doing this the normal way. Like, he doesn't have an agent Agent, behind closed doors, leaking information and doing all this foolishness. I get the the understanding that the Ravens are like we want to negotiate and Lamar's like there's nothing to talk about I gave you my number mm-hmm. once you have that number call me back until then I'm good why don't you check out my Instagram so I can teach you how to treat people <laughs> who treat you right Gee, what, what do you think of it all
3: I think Lamar I think Lamar about to throw up the deuces man I uh, think Lamar about to be out of there I mean you, you talk about someone who's about about principle I mean We've seen other quarterbacks get their deals well before we get reached this boy, we talk about Josh Allen. Like Lamar Jackson is the system. <laughs> Everything within that Baltimore Ravens organization is built around one person, Lamar Jackson. And this organization for I don't know what, for whatever reason has decided we're not going to come to your number. How do you get past that? Like how do you like expecting to throw the franchise tag and then thinking Lamar Jackson well, gonna play he, under he, that. You know why we no. why?
4: Lamar.
0: Let, let me throw a different idea out here. OK. Lamar Jackson, because he was the last pick in the first round, mm-hmm. has actually made, in the five years of his career, less money than he would make in one season playing under the franchise tag. I understand he will see it as a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. I believe that in his position, I would see it the same way. But at the end of the day, th- that if, if it comes down to that or nothing, if the Ravens want to play that
2: level of hardball, yeah. it's going to be a tough game to play, no? Yeah, but Lamar Jackson has a $250 million lotto ticket in his pocket. Why is he going to jeopardize that for $30 bucks? Doesn't make any sense, Greedy. And the fact that the Ravens are making him haggle for a contract. That Justin Herbert ain't gonna have to fight for, that Joe Burrow ain't gonna have to fight for, it is disrespectful, and that's why you have all of this friction between Lamar Jackson and the front office. I don't want to sidetrack the conversation into something
0: that people are less interested in. I don't know if those guys are going to get fully guaranteed contracts or not, and whether they're going to fight for it. Now, in the meantime, oh. Marcus Spears has been Ooh. defamed on this show. I see. You it. have been accused. Oh, you about the rap? You oh, have been accused like of not actually owning a VCR. <laughs> do you or do you not have a VCR in your house?
6: You damn right I do.
4: Yeah. For what? Oh because all
6: my tapes were in SD. Tapes. <laughs>
4: tapes. Y'all
6: don't remember playing college football? No, we didn't have all of this. You can get tapes. them converted, man. I already. don't care about them. <laughs> I have tapes. Literally, the banner on my VCR, on my tape says 2003 National Championship. I watch it from time, to, it time to time. You can get it digitized. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks <laughs> terrible. It works.
0: Terrible. If, I, if I had made a pick six in that game, I would be watching it all the time too. Let me ask you the question I'm asking everybody here. If the Ravens say to Lamar Jackson at some point this offseason, "We're not trading you. We're not giving you the guaranteed contract. Here's the franchise tag."
6: What should he do? Go to Cabo. Mm-hmm. Go to Cabo right. and relax. Like you could hit a bunch b- of islands. B- b- a bunch of them. All right. <laughs> but but here's the thing, G. Like we talked about yesterday, you cannot. If you're Lamar Jackson, you can't afford to gamble again. Mm. Right, And what have we talked about on this show? Mm-hmm. Well, he's missed five games the last two seasons. So the Ravens are going to try to use that leverage. Lamar leverage is, okay, don't sign me. I'm not playing. Blow up the whole thing. Right. The question for the Ravens is this. Are you willing to reset yourself for four or five years oh. of not winning oh. and having oh. a chance to get to a championship? Mm-hmm. That's the question. That's what Lamar, as Lamar's own agent, right. should say to the Ravens. I see how you built this by your own default. This is what you decided to do because you drafted me. So, so where do you go are, from here? In a conference
0: and we just pointed it out mm-hmm. where Patrick Mahomes is suddenly the grand old man of yeah. everything mm-hmm. and he's still not yet 30 years old in a conference that has Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and whoever I uh, am Josh Allen mm-hmm. and all can you trade away Lamar Jackson? you dumb as
3: hell if you mm-hmm. trade away with Lamar Jackson. You, you really mm-hmm. are. Like, I mean, Lamar Jackson's literally the reason why we even talk about the Baltimore Ravens being a team <laughs> that could be competing in the AFC for yeah. Super Bowl.
2: Without Lamar Jackson, we're not discussing them and on this, team this team show. No, we're not even discussing them. But here's the point, though. Lamar Jackson is a quarterback that's beating all of those dudes. Mm-hmm. He's beating all of those dudes. So in order to win a championship, mm-hmm. you need that guy in order to get out of the AFC. My biggest problem with Baltimore is... They wouldn't have this situation with the guaranteed contract if they had signed Lamar when he was first eligible for right, a contract. Hey, he Hello. won an MVP in year two. Look he won a road playoff game it. in year three. All you had to do was pay him before the Cowboys paid Dak Prescott, before the Browns paid Deshaun Watson, and you wouldn't be in this situation. So this is of their own making. Mm. The only way to make it right is to give the man the bag he's asking for. Absolutely. Period. Marcus, turfs. getting this set is to turfs. go do first take. We love you. So I good to
0: that. see you again. Yes. The I like energy in there. <laughs> (laughs) we We got so much still coming. And then Marcus is with the company on first take. They're getting set to go top of the hour. Would Aaron Rodgers really leave and play somewhere else? Stephen A., Mad Dog Russo, Marcus Spears, and many more. Top of the hour here on ESPN.
5: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base.
0: What kind of morning was it on Get Up? <laughs> D-Wood needed hydration. <laughs> hydration. Ooh-wee. What do we got there, big fella? Man, we got the whole gallon. We got a gallon of water, man.
3: And
2: needed that. I knew, <laughs> I knew Pete was going to clip that. <laughs> D-Wood, <laughs> they put some gator lights in that thing for <laughs> you. <laughs> nah, no, no gator lights. tablets. <laughs> Happy birthday to our director,
4: Cindy Morello. Happy birthday, Cindy. Yes. Hey. Hey. Hey.